Many people say crazy things, and many people are just sounding crazy. Perhaps one of the most interesting things we've seen coming out of Washington lately is after a failed attempt to handle the crisis in Ukraine, Washington is again turning to Kamala Harris, sending her back to Europe to deal with the crisis. A crisis that, had she handled it properly in the first place, probably need not have happened. She made a number of mistakes, the most important of which was publicly declaring and talking about Ukraine's efforts to try and become a member of NATO. The very thing that Boris Yeltsin had long said that he would not allow back in the day, neither Mikhail Gorbachev could allow for Russia and the Russian Federation. Much more. Vladimir Putin. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree. This whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't actually when she was saying that she had been to the border yet. Border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, you know, I in the end of it, but, 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 but this is the person trying to stop the world from burning up in a nuclear conflagration with Russia. So let's listen to this again. To agree. This whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, you, know, I don't... you see, by the time she did get to the border, the border got so screwed up that it is what it is right now with almost 3 million people having smuggled themselves across the United States border and leaving it so unsecure that if Vladimir Putin invaded us via Mexico, the entire Russian army would be all the way up to the Canadian border and we wouldn't even know because Kamala was left in charge of that as well. Listen to what she says here. And my pronouns are she, her, and hers. She, her, and hers. She would look down at me and come what do you want? What do you want? And I looked back up at her and I said, freedom! <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna literally see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. With your own eyes, I'm telling you. We must together, work together to see where we are, where we are headed, but also see it as a moment, yes, to together. It is the perspective of, of a woman who grew up a, a, a black child in America, who was also a prosecutor, who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India, who also, you know, likes hip hop. <laughs> like, what do you want to know? Oh my goodness. The world is in this lady's hands and they plan to send her in to deal with the situation in Ukraine. Uh, you could say clueless, you could say airhead. Some might say cokehead, crackhead maybe, who knows? There's just something really, really wrong with all this. Now, Tucker Carlson took it up the other night. He started uh, talking about it and uh, basically what she said when she was speaking to European leaders and why Europe has basically discarded all of America's advice and is going everything on their own. And this is why 
what's said is important. Quote, perhaps this is a moment, as life does present us with those moments, that challenge us to ask what is our reason for being. And I think we all know the history of NATO and its reason for being. The spirit behind this term we use, the transatlantic community, the word community meaning a collection, not a collection of individuals who see themselves as a collection, then as one. And that's where we are now. That is something that if you grew up in California, you kind of understand where she's coming from. The thing is, she actually grew up in Canada. But anyway, if you grew up in California and you heard that in high school, you kind of know what's going on there. That's saying a lot of words, but not saying anything at all. Uh, it's just being verbose. And it really, really sounds like something someone in the cast of Clueless would say. So that's basically what we've got right now. The world is in the hand. The crisis of the clueless. Clueless Kamala. And that's just part of what's wrong right now with what's going on in the USA today. And we're not even getting anywhere yet. If that doesn't make you nervous enough, well, wait till we get to our next person in line as we try and listen in on what they're doing and saying. The U.S. also needs to pay more attention to its ties with Saudi Arabia. The relationship is on the rocks. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman is sending a clear message. He's unhappy with the Biden administration. He has given an interview. He was asked about U.S. President Joe Biden, whether he misunderstands MBS. Here's what Mohammed bin Salman told the reporter. And allow me to quote what he said. Simply, I do not care. We do not have the right to lecture you in America. The same goes the other way. What is this about? Jamal Khashoggi. Khashoggi was murdered inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Turkey. Under Joe Biden, the United States released an intelligence assessment. It directly blames the Saudi crown prince for Khashoggi's death. The kingdom has countered America's claim. It says Khashoggi was supposed to be extradited. The operation went wrong and MBS had no knowledge of it. But the United States has not wavered from its stand. In fact, Joe Biden has never spoken to MBS. In February, when asked about the high gas prices, Biden said, and I'm quoting, there's a lot of Middle Eastern folks who want to talk to me. I'm not sure I'm going to talk to them. But that off-the-cuff remark could now hurt Joe Biden. The crisis in Ukraine could not could disrupt rather global energy supplies. Global oil prices are on fire. Washington could have used Riyadh's help right now, but and Team Biden did reach out to Saudi Arabia. Top officials were dispatched to Riyadh last month. America wanted Saudi Arabia to pump more oil. The kingdom has refused to help. Riyadh will release no additional supplies. The result is this. Yesterday, global prices for one barrel of oil almost touched $120, the highest in more than a decade. Riyadh's shift away from the U.S. is already yielding results. It stands to make big gains from high oil prices. I have some numbers. Saudi Arabia controls 55% of the world's crude oil supply at present rates. Riyadh is projected to earn $375 billion from oil this year. This is the kingdom's second highest collection ever. Let me put that number into perspective. Saudi Arabia earned $145 billion from pumping oil in 2021. In 2022, it will earn $375 billion. It's a jump of more than 150%.
As a candidate, Joe Biden vowed to make Mohammed bin Salman a pariah. But the Saudi crown prince turned this crisis into an opportunity. He is mounting a comeback on the world stage. With money in the bank, Saudi Arabia wants to chart its own course on foreign policy. MBS wants to be a player in the Ukraine crisis. This week he spoke with both Putin and Zelensky and he's offered to mediate between Russia and Ukraine. At the UN General Assembly, Riyadh voted against Russia and condemned the Russian invasion. MBS also wants to directly deal with Saudi Arabia's arch-rival Iran. And this is what he said about Iran. Allow me to quote again. Iran and Saudi Arabia are neighbors. Neighbors forever. We cannot get rid of them and they cannot get rid of us. So it's better for both of us to work it out and look for ways in which we can coexist. Mohammed bin Salman is grabbing the bull by its horns. What does this tell you about the U.S.? The world's biggest superpower is losing influence. It can no longer dictate the rules of engagement to its allies. The United States is, de is a declining power. The withdrawal in Afghanistan exposed American weaknesses. The invasion of Ukraine confirmed the limits of American influence. And our allies like Saudi Arabia are drifting away, signaling the end of the American era. Weon is now available in your country. Download the app now and get all the news on the move. So be careful what you say because it always has meaning. At one point or another, someone is going to react. Someone is going to say something. And people are going to be able to look at what you said, remember it, and judge you for your actions. If, as you've listened to WION of India talking, the world is one, basically. The world is one, it seems. And seeing America is not only a declining power, but one that doesn't keep its word to what it says to its friends and allies even more so and more scarily to those perceived as its pure rivals or enemies and just shoots from the hip and doesn't really carry a lot of weight anymore. If the Saudis believe this, if the Indians believe this, if China believes this, if Putin believes this, what's to stop them from doing things and taking more direct action? What we could be seeing in Ukraine could just as easily be happening in Manhattan, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, wherever. So let's be careful out there and be careful with what we say. And this is not for the average American or the average person around the world. This is for our leaders who have to know that you have to mean what you say. And that saying a bunch of meaningless words doesn't do anything but demean you and the country and job you represent. I'm Mike of New York. Have a great weekend.